All right, it is Sunday, November 8th, 2020. This is the popular vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, we are here. We know who won the presidency according to 99.999% of American. Well, we'll go with that. Most people. How are you doing? You know, I am so hungover today, but <laughs> I'm getting through the day. Um, how are you? Well, I had to work all weekend. Um, so I'm kind of over it. And Long story short, I ended up in an extended stay in America. So let's not even go there with how my weekend was. Okay, <laughs> basically, it involved a, it involved a lot of drinking, a lot of marijuana smoke. None of it involved going into my body, but it was nearby. Okay, <laughs> and there was a lot of probably other illicit activities. Okay, but none of it involved me. I just had to deal with it. So um, I was like America's not fun aunt this weekend. Mm, mm. So. I, I guess we just have to talk about there's so many things that have happened really in the last 24 to 48 hours. And I think before we talk about the winner of the president presidential race, I think we need to talk about how the last presidency has kind of ended. And and I know you did a lot of research on now. Is it the Four Seasons in Philadelphia? <laughs> what is it? The Four Seasons? Is it the Four, four Seasons Hotel? Uh, you know, it's not it's not the Four Seasons Hotel. It's the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Building Parking Lot and Building. Um, I, I we have to spend time talking about this story because there have been multiple times today in which, the, like, I started thinking about that whole story and just laughing to myself. And honestly, there are so many layers of hilarity to this. I still don't think I've fully processed it. So for those that don't know, Trump tweeted yesterday that he was going to do a press conference at the Four Seasons. And I don't know exactly what has happened. Um, I don't. Here's my theory on what happened. I think that he tweeted that before they had actually booked the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia mm -hmm. for the press conference. And because Trump cannot admit that he's <sighs> ever wrong, he was like, well, you guys got to find some place that's called Four Seasons and do a press <laughs> conference there, which is how we ended up with Rudy Giuliani <laughs> giving um, a press conference in the parking lot of Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which is in a very industrial area of Philadelphia, in between a sex shop and a crematorium. <laughs> and I, like, I, I need the fire festival documentary people to, like, do... <laughs> I need them to do a full, I need two documentaries. Okay. Just like fire festival on two competing streaming platforms. I need like 10 hours of footage around like what actually happened here. Okay. My question is obviously the pivotal moment from either the net, I think it was the Netflix documentary was when the guy was like, I'm going to go blow a bunch of Jamaicans for Evian water. So who is, who is Don Jr.? And who is Rudy blowing for what speakers, a microphone? Like, who are they blowing? That's what I want to know in this documentary. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. But And the best part is, I forgot what time it was announced at, but it started 30 minutes late. And if you go to Google Maps and you search for the distance between the Four Seasons Hotel and the Four Seasons Total Landscaping, it's 25 minutes. Oh, so, like, girl. I really think... I really, anyway, it's, it, uh, it's so funny to me. And then I was trying to think through, okay, the, the owner who got this phone call and was like, Hey, 
the Trump team wants to do a press conference here. Like, I, I presume this landscaper doesn't routinely double as a venue for press conferences or rent the location <laughs> out at all. So it's like, was this person like, <laughs> this might be a prank, but they're paying me. So I'm just going to go with it and see what happens. Well, um, I've long, I've long, I've long thought that this is, was this like a, oh, it's landscaping. Okay. For some reason, I keep thinking it's like a towing and recovery place. Don't even get me started because they were trying to recover his presidential campaign. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> what a mess. And so Rudy Giuliani, I'm assuming he's still ranting about these lawsuits that are about nothing, basically. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. an episode of Seinfeld, each lawsuit. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's about nothing. And it wouldn't change the outcome of anything, right? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And the best part was Rudy's going on about this BS. And one of the reporters was like, uh, they just called the election for Biden. <laughs> and Rudy goes, well, which network? And the reporter goes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what we did to deserve that moment. Um, and the more I try and make sense of it, the more absurd it becomes. And it's it's truly a plot line out of Veep or Arrested Development. Like we – like Borat couldn't even have like put this together himself. You know, like it is it is that amazing. So there is an act. This is just an idea I have for the Biden administration. So if the transition team is listening, you know what? We've got one of your first one of your first presidential acts right here. I personally believe, you know, the National Monument Act uh, is an act that the president basically can turn something into a national park, basically, kind of. Um, President Clinton did it with Grand Escalante um, National Park or National Monument in Arizona or something like that, like towards the end of his term. Anyways, they need to make this a national monument. (laughs) They need to make the parking lot a national monument put up some sculptures, put up some statues that Trump loves so much, and it should be an Instagram photo location. Think about it. You bring in millennials, you bring in millennials, Gen Z, you could do like, you could have like a TikTok stage there, and we need to make this a national monument because it can be like a park. I think it's great, right? The president can just do it with a stroke of a pen. I think he should do it. I think he should too. Uh, I did see that the owners are... um, going to be selling their uh, own line of merch um, (laughs) and their motto is uh, make America green again Um, it's it's amazing it's amazing that's so funny oh my gosh that's so funny so and then of course this was followed by pretty much I mean to quote the oldies song dancing in the streets basically yeah so where were you when you got the notification or the text or like when you officially found out like most of the networks had called it, like where were you? I was, believe it or not, I was, um, I think, oh gosh, I had, okay. So this is what it was. I was on my lunch break, um, from work and I don't bring my phone in to, to work where I work when I'm at my other gig, we'll call it my other gig. I don't bring my phone into the building with me. I leave it out in my car. So I turned my phone on and I went, oh, Wow, you know what I mean on my lunch break and I was like that is wow that's great. I mean cuz I feel like we all knew it was headed this direction yeah. but we were just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think the networks were really skittish to make a call. Mm-hmm. And they were waiting and waiting and we were like well when is it going to happen? But in a way it was kind of fun that it was a Saturday, right? Because it allowed for these street parties to yeah. pop up all throughout American cities. Yeah, yeah. I I was folding laundry. And I'd been watching CNN like all morning. I'm like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. So I changed 
to Great British Bake Off, and I was getting really into the episode, and then my phone started blowing up, and then I switched back to CNN and saw the coverage. And then um, I made reservations uh, to get drinks on a patio with a friend. Hey, Claire, Mm. um, one of our longtime listeners. Love her. Um, we had we had many 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 margaritas and drinks from like two thirty till well into the evening, and I didn't witness a, a lot of the celebrations in the streets just because of where I was in Chicago. But I've seen so many videos of people in mm-hmm. Chicago around Trump Tower just like having a good time. Um, uh, people out in Boys Town. Um, you know, the proud boy, the proud boys in Boys Town, you know, <laughs> and the, a- the actual pride, <laughs> the actual pride of Boys Town. <laughs> and it was just, it was so refreshing to see people happy and celebrating. And yeah, social distancing wasn't being followed. Everyone was wearing a mask, though, so there's that. And it was just, it was such a good, positive vibe. And I was wearing my Biden Harris shirt. The amount of people that were like, hey, love the shirt. Woo. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, was I good. just, I really feel like, and you tell me if you felt the same way. I mean, I really felt like when I woke up the morning after election 2016, and it was just like, it's just been this long lingering cloud over yeah. the country. Yeah. And I feel like those clouds kind of parted and were just moving in a better direction. And I, and I, you know, I just thought it was great. And, and I will tell you, I thought it was just, and I was talking to, um, I was talking to Corey, our uh, former guest on the pod, um, <laughs> and we were talking about it today, the the speech that uh, both uh, Kamala Harris made and uh, Joe Biden made later that night. And we just both felt like it was just so refreshing to have an yeah. adult political leader give a mature statement yeah. that didn't start. It wasn't starting with American carnage. It wasn't talking about, you know denigrating people. It was just, we need to come together. We're all Americans. We need to come together and solve problems. Now, do I expect that to move Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans? Absolutely not. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't just refreshing to hear an actual mature adult leader, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, two adult leaders, two. Yes. Yes. And he didn't mention Trump once in his speech, right? He focused mm-hmm. on moving forward and staying positive. And it's the message we need to hear. You know, like that is the America that we deserve and the president we deserve. Yeah. And I just, I loved the music for the fireworks show because it's clear oh that it's God. clear that a homosexual picked out the music. When <laughs> As soon as um, Kygo and Whitney Houston's Higher Love started playing, I was like, there's a gay that picked that track. <laughs> like, like the no question. And then like, there's, there's no question. So in the fireworks, I do love that when the confetti popped, everyone was like, everyone like jumped, you know, as if like a gun went off. Do you remember? Yeah. Did, you, did you see that? I saw, especially Doug, Kamala's yeah. husband. Like he really, like he ducked down. He's like, oh, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was great. I also was kind of obsessed with, okay. So when Joe came out and he like, you know, started a speech or whatever, and he was like, he was like, oh, I see. And he mentioned um, Tom Carper, who's the senior senator from Delaware. And then he mentioned Chris Coons, the junior senator. And then he's, I think, mentioned like the governor of Delaware. And then he goes, he goes, oh, and Ruth Ann is here too. And I was like, who is Ruth Ann? Well, I Googled it. Ruth Ann Minner was the, the governor of Delaware from 2000 to 2008. How <laughs> obscure is that? He was like, Ruth Ann's here. As if like, it's like, America, you've just been introduced to someone who's who is the governor of what? Is Delaware the smallest state? I think Rhode Island is. 
It's are one we... of the, it's either Delaware or Rhode Island. They're yeah. one of the two, but it's like one of the smallest states. Like, yeah. Probably like who could be more obscure in 2020? And I don't mean shade. I'm sure she was a great governor. Like, I'm sure. But like, she served two terms. She was popular, apparently. Yeah, very obscure. And I love that Biden's like, I'm not going to even say her last name. Just yeah. her first two, two names. Yeah, because I heard it. He was like, and Ruth Ann's here. And I was like, Ruth Ann. And I Googled it. And all of these like Delaware press people were like, America just got introduced to Delaware's <laughs> hidden gem, Ruth Ann Minner. And I was like, oh my God. That's, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, but I love the fireworks. I loved 46 lit up in the sky. And like, let's be real. There's no way Joe Biden's running for a second term. Like, this is no. his moment. This is his yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I loved his reaction to the drones. I don't know if you saw, like, the camera. It cut from, like, the fireworks and the 46. And he was just, I mean, he was in shock that, like, that was possible. It was entertaining to watch. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I listened to, um, and I should have said this earlier, but I listened to, if you want to know a little bit more about Joe Biden, if you didn't get enough Joe Biden during the campaign or you're not going to get enough over the next several years, um, the podcast by the Washington Post called Presidential, and they have, like, like 45 minute to an hour long bios that are really good of each president in order. You can listen to all of them. You can listen to whatever you want. Um, just like our podcast. And they did one, they launched one on uh, Joe Biden uh, over the weekend. And so while I was driving back from Ohio, my other gig, uh, I was listening to it and it was just, it was just very interesting. A lot of good little tidbits and stuff that I didn't, I didn't realize that like Joe Biden was kind of like a little like reckless child. Like he, oh. at one point, he at one point ran in between two wheels of a moving truck. <gasps> Like that's insane. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but he was the kind of kid that like had a, had a reputation for like if you dared him to do it, he would do it. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyways, so um, any other takeaways from the speech that you enjoyed? Um, no, I loved Kamala's outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was just a good mature presidential mm -hmm. event. Okay. And and what I love is that his he brought his grandkids, his kids up on stage. Yeah. Obviously, Dr. Jill, long time. We are huge fans of Dr. Jill, yes. probably more than Joe, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, she, and, and unfortunately, she didn't push anyone off the stage this time. <laughs> but um, but anyways, I just thought it was really great. And what I love is that none of these people are going to be working in his administration because kids shouldn't be your children shouldn't be your advisors right? in the White House. Just an right? idea. Yeah, I saw someone tweeted, like, I had such a sigh of relief watching the family come on stage because I know I will never have to learn any of their names. None of them will, like, ever be in the White House for anything other than, like, lunch with the dad or their grandpa, you know? Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, it was it was a good event. It made me feel good. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely made me feel good. It reminded me of the dancing in the streets. Reminded me of like you know like Star Wars: Return of the Jedi when like you know Darth Vader and the Empire falls and the Ewoks are dancing. Like that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you see? I saw some. Uh, I saw this on TikTok. But mm -hmm. when Trump was riding back to the White House from his golf, right? Did you see this from his golf? I heard outing? about it. And it's all these photos of people just like lining the streets, flipping off the caravan of cars. And there's this one particular photo. And this woman is like, like halfway into the lane and her, her middle finger is so close to that window. And then there's a photo of Trump like walking into the White House and he looks not good. Like he looks, he looks how he should look, honestly. He, he looks completely defeated i mean the presidency ages you so <laughs> i mean 
Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of the presidency aging you, I feel like we've also all aged along with this presidency. And I just... I can't, I just wanted to kind of, before we wrap up this, it's kind of a mini so this week because we've honestly, we've been so busy this week. Um, but we did want to record something for our, our listeners because we have to capstone this week, you know, mm-hmm. or bookend this week rather. And I just wanted to talk about some of our favorite memories of the last four years, because let's be honest, most of it's been garbage, but there have been some fun gems. And I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with Sean Spicer. Can we start with oh, Sean Spicer? What a throwback! It feels like Sean Spicer was in, like he he was a press secretary from 20 years ago, right? Like what a throwback that name right. is. Right. I mean, I mean, and and oh, and you'll love this. Um, Nicole Wallace, who's like one of my favorite MSNBC correspondents, she mentioned something about Sean Spicer over the weekend on like, you know, cause like MSNBC says this like 24 hour, mm-hmm. you know, presidential coverage. And at one point she goes, you know, Sean Spicer of that, you know, dancing show on ABC fame. <laughs> <laughs> and you just remember like immediately when he went out there, like bitching about the crowd sizes, all the Melissa McCarthy SNL episodes. Oh my God. Screaming gosh. with the press. When he talked about like how like um, Hitler didn't even gas his own people. Do you remember when he said that? Yes, like, yes. like everything was so bad. At one point when he ducked between like he turned off the lights in the press office and like hid. Do you remember that? Like <laughs> no. everything he did was I'm, I'm disappointed. Like at one point, like we were all excited when he got fired because like we're excited when anyone got fired really. But mm-hmm. like then it brought in Sarah Sanders who was like, just obviously like horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but oh my God. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about Sean Spicer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He was a trip and very entertaining. Um, so do you have any I, good, yeah. I want to hear your memory. Sorry. One of my favorite memories is when Trump was throwing paper towels at people. who had just, <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Who had just experienced the devastation of hurricane. Maria. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like dying right now. <coughs> okay, we're good. Sorry. Oh, like how insensitive is that? And people were loving it though. They're like, yes, yes, I need these paper towels. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, okay. So I I want to talk about briefly one of probably, I mean, obviously Trump is known for his tweets, right? Mm-hmm. So how about this quote, despite the constant negative press Kofefi, end quote. <laughs> do you remember Kofefi? I do. And a coffee shop near me changed their Wi-Fi <laughs> password to Kofefi. And I'm pretty sure it's not that password anymore, but it is forever burned into my memory. <laughs> I feel like what the... Is this a black dress or a blue or black and blue or white and gold stupid dress meme mm-hmm. was to what 2013, 2014? Kofefi was to 2017, oh, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um yeah, go uh, ahead. Sorry. Um, one of my other favorite memories was remember when he used a black sharpie to change the path of Hurricane Dorian on the map? <laughs> Um, the original Sharpie Gate, you mean? The original the actual, Sharpie. The actual scandal. And the best part was, like, somebody asked him, like, oh, who drew that on the map? And he's like, I don't know. And there's literally a Sharpie sitting on his desk. 
<laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. So speaking of things that happened, I think in the first half of his term, normally if we were having this discussion about any other president, it would be, you know, in his first term, but we have to, we have to say before, the, before the midterms, because <laughs> he's only got one term. But I feel like, do you remember when Sarah Sanders was chased out of that restaurant? Yes. Yes. That was great. I love that. And also speaking of Sarah Sanders, the White House Correspondents Dinner with the comedian Michelle, I can't think of her last name. Yes, I know. And, yep. and she talked about, um, maybe it's Maybelline about Sarah Sanders' smoky eye, or maybe it's just a bunch of lies <laughs> that are <laughs> smashed up around her eye. Because Michelle, I'm going to oh, Google her name right now. Um, uh, Michelle Wolf. Michelle Wolf. Mm -hmm. Because that, Michelle Wolf, she, <laughs> savage, savage savage right yes yes oh, oh my god so good so, yeah and, yeah i have one final memory mm -hmm. and it was during the eclipse and <laughs> trump was looking into the sun without any eye protection <laughs> also a throwback i mean i have not remembered that in a while that was very iconic oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, you know what? It has been an awful four years for a lot of people. But you know what? There was some really funny shit that happened. Yeah. And I want to give one honorable mention before we move on, because I'm not over this, is when Melania said, fuck Christmas. And it got <laughs> and it got leaked the same day. It got leaked the same day that Trump got COVID. So it never got the appropriate airplay that it should have gotten. Because there should be t-shirts that say, fuck Christmas. Uh, yes. Do you think that... Dr. Jill Biden's going to redo the Rose Garden. Well, one can only hope. Yeah, yeah. And I hope next Christmas. Oh, what do you think the White House Christmas is going to look like this year? Do you think it's going to be like Tim Burton with like the red trees, yes. and yes. it's going to be nuts? Or maybe, maybe they no. What's weird is, um, like for Trump being like, oh, it's going to be, we're going to be saying Merry Christmas again, and with him being such like kind of, I feel like his design aesthetic is very like what like my grandparents would have thought mm -hmm. was pretty. Like it's very like mm -hmm. traditional antiquated, but like not in a fun antique kind of way, like in a gaudy, right. like over the top kind of way. Like I figured it would revert to kind of this like eighties Christmas tree style, but instead it was like very modern and hideous. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think they're going to even celebrate Christmas in the white house this year. Like I think, I think Trump's probably just, I don't know. He doesn't want to be there. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, before we go on, question. I want to ask you, I want to put on our Miss Cleo hats. I forgot mm -hmm. to ask you this earlier, but let's put on our Miss Cleo hats. Prediction time. Do you think that that Trump will, I'm going to ask the first question. Do you think that Trump will invite Joe Biden to the White House like Barack Obama invited Trump to the White no. House? No. Next question. No. Do you think that um, President Donald Trump Vice President Mike Pence, um, you know, and then their spouses, do you think that they will greet Joe Biden at the White House before going to the inauguration? No. <laughs> do you think that Donald Trump will go to the inauguration? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, we're on think? the same page. Do, no, absolutely okay. not. I don't think any of that. I mean, I may maybe, maybe greet him at the White House, but I doubt it. I I think I wouldn't be surprised if they leave like the night before. Mm -hmm. And like, and they just leave without saying anything. And like, he'll probably do a rally. He'll probably do like some goodbye rallies. Like, you know how like President um, Obama did that like McCormick's Place rally? Mm -hmm. I predict in January, Trump is going to do like super spreader events because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's going to do like super spreader events where he's going to say it was stolen from me. It's going to be awful because 
like there are people who are, who are only going to stand down once president Trump stands down. And it's just like, it's going to be, it's going to be awful. Do you think he's ever going to concede? No, absolutely not. He'll say it's fraudulent from, from, but what's so weird is that is, is that all of the lawsuits, this is an interesting fact that I watched all of the lawsuits that they're filing. Like for example, they filed a lawsuit in, in, um, in like Georgia alleging all this fraud and all their evidence they could cite was 53 ballots. And right now Joe Biden has a lead of 7,000 votes. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Give her to the 53 ballots. I don't care. Yeah. Like all of their, and like in Pennsylvania, they're making a complaint about like 22 ballots. Girl, you're behind by like 30,000. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what the strategy is there. Right. Because it, it's unlikely that it's indicative of a, issue big enough right that he would he would have a lead in any of those states i don't get it i don't get it either and what i thought was funny was that bill maher because you know hillary clinton won by about two million votes Mm -hmm. in the popular vote and remember donald trump was like well those were all illegals that came in and voted for hillary and so bill maher said i think this is bill maher that said this he goes yeah he goes and trump's gonna lose the popular vote by you know four or five million so he got an an additional three million illegals (laughs) to vote for biden so he let he let them in you know whatever Uh, yeah um i just i wanted to give you an update james um and our listeners on something that you you brought up recently and it's you know my family member that has blocked me on facebook (laughs) my Trump loving um, family member. And I, te- I te- I'm not friends with her on Facebook anymore, obviously, but I texted my mom to do a wellness check um, on, on, Sherry, good niece. on Sherry, just to make sure she was okay. Um, and my mom took a screenshot of a post and I'm just going to read it. Okay. I am making this post. So it will show back up as a future memory in my timeline. <laughs> Today is five days after the 2020 election. Gasoline is currently a dollar and sixty cents. Oh which, God! Like, where? <laughs> where? Because I would like to where? Like somewhere you don't want to live, most likely, right? Right. Like Central Florida. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> Interest rates are two point six five percent for a thirty-year mortgage. The stock market closed at twenty-eight thousand three. 23, even though we've been fighting COVID for nine months, our GDP growth for the third quarter was 33%. We had the best economy ever. Uh, blah, blah. Stuff about North Korea, stuff about the housing market. It goes on for a while. And, it, and she ends it with, I hope our new leadership can build on these things and can keep them going. Oh, Sherry, I have a post for you. Save this podcast because I'm going <laughs> to spit some facts, okay? First of all, nearly 250,000 dead Americans due to COVID. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Let me start over. The date is Sunday, November 8th. <laughs> I'm just going to write this down. Nearly what? 240,000 dead Americans due to COVID. Nearly double-digit unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sherry. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, th- <laughs> thanks, Biden, for that bump in the stock market. <laughs> right oh also there's apparently like st- i think that there will be another st- set of stimulus checks i bet i bet if not during the lame duck i do think in january that'll probably happen i do i'm hoping for it mitch better have my money because we're waiting yes agreed agreed and with winter coming up and i mean i think places are going to go into lockdown again i i think the vast majority of bars and restaurants are going to be completely shutter and so it's like how do you, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep this episode positive. Yeah, we went from talking. Oh, and I didn't even talk about Omarosa. Obviously, the one amazing iconic member of the Trump staff. <laughs> we love we love her. You know, she has been tweeting up a storm all because she's excited about Kamala because Omarosa is a Howard alum, and so is Kamala. Oh, so okay. she's been. I've okay. been. I've been following Omarosa. She's been making it all about herself these last few days, as usual. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so Melissa, we decided this week, obviously, that there was only one way to determine our legends and our losers for the week. And mm-hmm. do you do you want to announce our legends and then I'll announce our losers? Yeah. Um, our legends for this week, I think, are pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. They're yep, absolutely they're Joe and Kamala, right? Duh, duh. What could be better? They um they won the election, they did it in a way that was mature right adult um legal i <laughs> not not requiring foreign interference <laughs> or the so, fbi to assist to assist them in in demolishing their opponent <laughs> so there are legends and i am so proud of joe and i'm so proud of kamala um you know they're both amazing good people and it's so exciting to see both of them in the white house in a few short months and it's just so historic for anyone you know anytime that you know i think about the strides that women have made you know i think about the women in my life who are older than me you know my grandmas and stuff and it's like it's like you know i just think about the trail that so many women have blazed to get to this point you know and i just yeah and to happen to happen in the 100th year of women getting the right to vote yeah it's just so fitting i loved kamala's i may be the first but i'm not the last loved that love yeah absolutely so just loved it um and then oh one last thing about kamala um so amy klobuchar i know you haven't heard that name in a while (laughs) she um she messaged she put something on twitter or instagram about how she had called i thought this was cool she had called walter mondale who was also because walter mondale before he became uh jimmy carter's vice president um, he was a Senator also from Minnesota. So I assume they have some sort of relationship mm. that way. And she had called him and she said, she goes, I called 91 year old Walter Mondale, who, you know, we know picked the first ever major party, um, VP nominee as a woman, Geraldine Ferraro in 1984, he was the first one. And she said, um, she goes, I told him he was nearly, you know, what, 35 years ahead of his time basically oh. for doing that. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, that is cool. So our losers of the week, who we're not going to spend any more time on ever, hopefully, is um, obviously, I mean, it's pretty obvious, right, Melissa? Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, besides Rudy Giuliani, we're going to go with Donald Trump and Mike Pence. (sighs) Although it was close. (laughs) Yeah. um, And also Lindsey Graham, who is also continues to be trashed. Yeah. Where do you think Pence has been? Like, he hasn't said anything right i I guarantee you that he wants to get a job after this right yeah yeah that's not at the trump organization yeah smart of him not to say anything but he's still complicit is that the word we've used yeah (laughs) complicit yes yes All right. Well, this has been a super fun mini-sode. Um, and it's so great to see you always. Both three times in one week. What a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to The Popular Vote with Melissa and James. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.